Hi, my name is Margaret, and you have ventured your way into the Beautiful Collision podcast. I believe when the bad, messy, hard parts of your life collide with the good, amazing, great parts of your life, they make you into the beautiful person that you are. On this podcast, you are going to hear from people from all walks of life, and my hope is that you resonate with some and embrace your own story. All right. Welcome back, everybody, to the beautiful uh, Collision Podcast. Um, I'm excited today. I think I say that, I literally say that every episode, and then I say that I say that every episode. <laughs> but I'm a very excited person, and I love talking to people. So um, we are still in the Where Are They Now series, and um, my guest today uh, is someone that was in the very beginning when I first launched my podcast, Jordan. Hey, Jordan. Uh-huh. What's up? What's up? <laughs> <laughs> I'm so excited to have you back. This is really crazy and really fun. I'm so pumped. How are you doing? Yes, yeah, so much. I'm good. It's crazy to think. Yeah, the, I think it was like one of your first couple of interviews for your podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like we've both grown so much since then. Like, wow. Lots yes. of, I mean, I've had a couple moves happen. I've had some shifts in my business we've had everything like everything in 2020 so yeah lots of lots to talk about but I'm glad I'm here yes I'm so glad you are here so yes you kind of touched on where I'm gonna go with this um so for those of you guys listening I actually checked before this you were episode five and so she was one when I had just (laughs) yeah when I had just thought about launching a podcast and I was like, the first, one of the first advice I got was, okay, think about, think about your first five guests and go ahead and have them in your head, record those, and then kind of be like, I'm launching. So you have kind of five in a row. And so Jordan was someone I was like, she's going to be great on a podcast, honestly. And she's just great. And she has so much to say. And so, yeah, so you were episode five. And that was I checked, was October 2017 is when it came out. So we probably recorded like a month or so. Oh my gosh. That's crazy. 2017. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> three years. <laughs> yes. Three. Time flies. It does not feel that long. It, it really was. And, and so and I'm pretty sure we recorded that in July. So it really has been around three years and so much of your life has changed. And so if you're listening, go back and listen to our first episode because this is going to be kind of a continuation with some things. So I'm going to kind of say some things that were new at the time and we're going to talk about them. But at that time you had just launched your business or like been around just launching your business. You were a fiance, had just become a fiance. (laughs) Oh my God. <laughs> you had just wow. become a fiance and you had really yeah, just launched your business. And at the time you had just launched your business, you were working, you were also like par- working with another fitness organization simultaneously. So yes. briefly, and we'll dive in more, but tell the audience three years, like what has happened? You're married now, obviously, but I am. <laughs> and what are some of like the biggest things that have happened from your business? Okay. So again, think about October or July, 2017 now. Oh my gosh. Okay. Whew, so that was engaged. That means we got married the next year. I'm so bad about dates. So we got married in 2018. Um, 
Oh my gosh. There's just so much. So let's kind of do business. I'll have business and timeline with marriage paralleled because that helps me keep track. So okay. 2017, where we're engaged, I was still working, like you said, with a fitness company, um, doing outdoor boot camp, waking up at 4 a.m., like five days a week and going and teaching boot camp for like multiple hours a day um, while simultaneously trying to start my online coaching business where I'm helping women with their fitness, but as well as like life coaching and um, then the following year we got married actually in, I'm, I'm in Irwin, Tennessee. My grandparents, like no one knows this cause it's podcast, but this is where we got married. Um, in 2018, June 10th. And at that point, that month of May, like we got married, but right before that, my husband got into PA school and basically I knew we're moving. So I, something's got to shift in my business. And I was mm-hmm. like, all right, God, like, is this the door? Like sometimes I ask for things to be shut in my face so then I can actually make the transition. And so I was working with the boot camp company and I felt like I was, I needed to do my own thing. I felt like I needed to shift. And I'd been feeling that for a while since we spoke on that podcast. I feel like I mentioned it on there. Mm-hmm. And as soon as he got in, I knew we were going to be moving. I was like, all right, now's the time. And so um, a couple things happened. We we made a shift to where we actually put all of our stuff in storage for the entire month of November, and we traveled in Thailand for our honeymoon. We did it for a month, um, and that was really cool because with that shift, I was able to still work um, and do my online business while mm-hmm. I was doing while we were in another country, which was so cool for an extended period. Mm-hmm. Um, the following year, we were in a new a small town. I didn't know anyone. And I told my husband, I was like, give me three months to not get a job, to only focus on my business. And let's see how we can do this. And that is when I went full-time online was January of 2019, like 100%. I was still working, but I was 100% online. And from there, I mean, it's it's completely changed my life. Like, I, I love everything that I do. I love the people that I work with. Um, it's scary. It's like a roller coaster, but it's, it's crazy to think that three years, so much has happened in that amount of time. Yeah, no, that, that is, that is cool. I want to talk about that a lot. And so, you know, we had talked a lot about, um, the last episode being an entrepreneur and, you know, and that's kind of runs in your family a little bit. And, and so starting that business and then you went full time, full force. So first of all, when you're, when your husband, when you told your husband, give me three months where basically you're in school and I kind of don't have a job. Um, no job. Yeah, no job. Cause I'm going to try to launch a business. What was his reaction? Listen, this boy knows I'm crazy. Um, and he, he's just been very open to trusting the process. And I think it's, that's what's so cool is I couldn't date myself. I couldn't date someone like me. I couldn't date. I couldn't be married to someone like me. Um, but having someone who, even though he might not be able to do what I do, he's in school, he's doing the whole, that secure job thing or whatever. Um, he still trusted. He was like, all right, you can do this. He saw my passion behind that. Mm -hmm. And I think that was what lit me and lit me up even more to just go all in and be like, I need to make this work. And that's something that, um, the whole concept of like, quote unquote, burning the sales of like, okay, I can't turn back. I didn't have a plan B. There wasn't another option. Rent was coming. Like I needed to make it happen. And I invested in my program actually, um, 
invested in my program again and it was like six thousand dollar investment so i'm like hey trust me also here's six thousand dollars i'm gonna spend on this and i made it back and some like i had the biggest growth month year like month of my life during that three month period and then the biggest year of my life financially and then just with my business growth as well and so him being able to trust and believe in me let me believe in myself so yeah he knew i was crazy but i went with the crazy and it Mm -hmm. worked (laughs) yeah okay so I so that first three months, I'm gonna sit on that for a second. What yeah. like what was, what was the process like? What did you have to do like, when you were like, okay, I'm gonna start this. Where did you start? So I'm saying that because I feel like we could have some entrepreneurs here, who yeah. are not trying, who are very scared to basically do what you did. My husband or spouse is in school or they don't have a job, and now. I really want to do this, but if I quit my job, there are no jobs <laughs> between mm-hmm. the two of us. Um, mm-hmm. What was the mentality you had to have in those three months? And what were just some initial ways you like started to catalyst? Yeah. And you're in the fitness industry, which I mean, different industries mean different things. Um, yeah. But just tell me about that three months, like highs, lows, scares. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there were, I think um, the thing that's funny is with, with business as you, you go into it as an entrepreneur thinking like, oh, I'm going to grow a business and that's where the growth is going to be. But truly it's the growth in yourself. Like I've had so much personal development and self growth and learning about myself and how I work just by leaning in and, and, I have my podcast confidently uncomfortable, but getting uncomfortable and being okay with being uncomfortable, being okay with the unknown. Um, so I had to basically go into it the first three, first three months, basically going to it with like, okay, well, I had this vision for my life. I have this vision for my business and who I want to help. And I had to get really clear on it very quickly. So that was the first step for me because um, a lot of times as an entrepreneur, you might have a lot of different ideas or you might be like, oh, well, look what they're doing. And it's really easy to look in other people's mm-hmm. like lanes. So I had to get laser focused with my time um, and my energy. I had to make sure that if something wasn't supporting what I was doing at that point, I needed to not focus on that. Even relationships, like my close friends knew me and they understood that like a lot of my time, I might not text them back. I might not be able to because I was so focused on my business. My husband was super supportive of that. So um, because I had such a clear vision, I was willing to be focused in such a short amount of time to go all in. And um, I also am driven by like wanting to prove other people wrong, which is probably not the best thing, but it works for me. Um, it can, <laughs> going into something and, and, and like in-laws or or other people that that follow you or whatever just assume like oh she's just trying to be this person they're trying to put you in a uh, box of who you're supposed to be oh they just want to be an influencer or oh they're gonna fail because they're trying to do something different and it's not a nine to five and that is their own fear that they're trying to put on you and so if you're so focused that won't even enter your lane and so that's what really helped me i was so focused that even when people did question it, even people were like, well, you're not going to make any money doing that. Like, wh- how are you going to do that? And then all these questions like healthcare and like all this stuff. I'm like, okay, Obamacare is great, by the way. But um, <laughs> just recognizing that like, if you stay focused, then nothing else can shake you. So I had to be laser focused with my vision. So I think that's the first thing. And you can ask any questions because I'm getting a little off track. <laughs> yeah. So, well, one, what is your vision? How did you, and how did you come to that vision for your business? Good question. So 
what my vision, well, my mission is to help women to feel confident in every single aspect of their lives and be able to show up and take up space instead of feeling like they have to be small. So not no longer living a small life, no longer creating goals for other people. So a lot of times people come into the fitness industry and they're like, I want to lose weight. I want to lose 10 pounds or whatever. And they don't even know why they want to lose that weight. And I think as women, we're especially as women, there are men to deal with this too, but I work with primarily women. They feel like they're just told that this is what they're supposed to be. This is how you're supposed to look. This is who you're supposed to be. And they don't even ask themselves why. So my vision was to basically disrupt the fitness industry. I wanted to make waves. I wanted to break up with this idea of like, you have to hate your body into changing it. And like, you have to like be really hard on yourself and be negative and be like, you're, you're, really strict and like if you stay strict then you'll get the body that you want and if you get the body that you want then you're happy and like all of that is bs it's lies that that um either we're telling ourselves or that we're hearing and believing and so breaking up with that and creating a bridge between um weight loss and and body positivity because i think there's a disconnect on both ends so Mm -hmm. that's really what i've what i've come to come to so that vision has gotten clearer and clearer i just knew that when I first started, my vision was with, in the fitness industry, I always felt like, well, I'm, I'm a little bit bigger or I'm, I, I didn't, I felt like I was always the bigger girl. So I associated with that. And then immediately because of that, I felt like I wasn't enough. I felt like I wasn't good enough to do this. And so because I felt that way, I was like, I feel like other people might feel this way in their Mm -hmm. lives. And I leaned into that. And, and then I started my business with the mindset of helping people be happy and confident in their skin right now. And then if they're deciding to change their body, if they're deciding to focus on their health more, that's great, but it's for themselves and not other people. So mm-hmm. that's really where the vision kind of came from. Yeah. So I'm going to ask kind of two different areas, but I'll, I'll ask this angle first. One, what, so what does your program do to kind of bridge those gaps? So you talked about how you want to really bridge the gap of fitness industry, fitness, fitness and body positivity. Cause there's a lot of trainers out there, you know, mm-hmm. And that industry is very big, especially here in in the U.S. and in Western cultures, really. But like, um, it's a very big industry. And um, and so um, and yeah, there's a lot of people that are trainers that have kind of their own brand and all that kind of stuff. How do you how did what was your process and what kind of programs do you have that you created that bridged kind of what you wanted? So that in uh, fit sorry fitness and the body positive like what does your program entail so it's definitely grown a lot but i have something that i've created it's my signature program called the body confident blueprint and so i created it um to help women we start off with just figuring out what is your why behind wanting to make changes so if you're like i want to show up more confidently in my life i want to feel more confident in my skin well i want to know why i want to know what that looks like i want you to break down your goals and them to be for more than just weight loss so basically i help people redefine what their goals are what success quote unquote looks like in their life um because a lot of times the vision that they have right now was not even created on their own accord. It was created because of like a a narrative they've been taught their entire life. So starting with redefining that narrative and redefining what that vision for your life looks like, that's my process through BCB. Um, Also creating like functional fitness and basically 
instead of trying to fit into a program that you feel like is the right thing for you, you making, seeing like, well, what is my current lifestyle? What is something that I feel like I can be doing long-term? Um, so many times when we go into, um, I'll stick with weight loss on this. When you're going into wanting to lose weight or like, I want to get fit or I want to eat healthy, that statement comes out and then immediately we run towards something that is a short-term fix for a long-term issue that you need to work for. So instead they're going to like, oh, I'm going to do a 30-day fast or that sounds crazy. I'm going to do um, this certain workout routine for like a, a challenge and like that's all well and good, but it's really not because a lot of times at the end, you're not only is the motivation gone, but you're being down on yourself because you feel like you didn't accomplish your goal. But the truth is I want to, this is what I do in my program is I teach you about long-term change. So lifestyle change is something to where when you're done with my 12 week program in BCB, you're continuing these habits that you've, you've formed. We've broken down. What are your current habits? What are your current routines? And how can we shift that to a way that supports the life that you want to be living, how you want to show up in your life. So that's a long-winded answer of what the program is. <laughs> no, that's that's awesome. I think that's really good because I, I think you hit on it. You know, I think we as people when it comes to fitness in particular, um, but even when it become comes to like life things, we don't know how to implement things long-term. And like you said, there are so many things out there, diets out there, or there's always an, another, you know, fad coming up and like you said you know it's not that challenges are are bad a lot of times what we really want is how can we maintain a lifestyle because I've seen too even in me where um I'm really I like fitness as well but even (laughs) when I do things I'll do like a you know May challenge or, or something like that and then all of June or the next month I'll just do nothing because the challenge I did was so intense and so strict Mm -hmm. um, I'm like it's kind of like a release I'm like okay I finished I hit the one month and now I'm tired and then I don't do anything and so then you either it's not even about gaining weight back but you just like into this sluggish weird thing and I don't know if this makes sense, but no, it does. You're, you're literally speaking like most of my clients when they come in, by the way. So, um, basically what I try to explain is I, I'm, I try and use a metaphor. So think of like a pendulum. So that thing that like swings back and forth. And so if you, one side is like very restrictive, very like on point, let's say if someone was like, Oh, I'm on track with my diet and my exercise. So you're doing a lot of like, I'm only eating these five foods and I'm, I'm working out twice a day for an hour or whatever. So that's like super strict and regimented. Right. And so you're doing that and it's pulling that, that pendulum all the way to one side. And guess what, when you're done with that program and you release that, it's going to swing all the way to the other side and it's going to lead to like possibly binging or emotional eating, like just wanting to not do anything, feeling like you're burnt out from your workouts, feeling like you're injured from your workouts, you're fitness, your eating routine, you've been so restrictive. Let's say you haven't even hung out with friends, then you just want to be social, right? So it, it, instead finding that like happy medium. And that's what I do with my girls in the program is recognizing like, oh, I can still like have a social life and like reach my goals. I can be consistent with my routine and still not be strict about it. And what it comes down to is habit forming. So basically I do 
and we do lifestyle audits and we see, well, what are you currently doing and how can we shift that in a way that's sustainable? And it's just small changes like, well, ha creating more movement throughout the day, having a morning routine where you're pouring into yourself in the morning so you don't feel scattered throughout the day working for other people and their agenda, um, having a set time for when you work out and having cues behind that workout time. So if you're trying to work out in the morning, but you're pressing snooze, guess what? You need to move your phone to the other side of the room so that doesn't happen. You need to set your workout clothes up the night before so you've set the intention you've made that clear to your brain that this is what I'm going to do tomorrow and then even behind that having the why behind well why do you want to work out well it makes you feel better it makes you be consistently better in other areas of your life it makes you show up better in your relationships it makes you more confident if you understand the why's behind it you're a lot more likely to stick to it instead of just following well because someone told me to do this for 30 days and then I'll be happy and then I'll be I'll feel accomplished but will you because down the road you're not those aren't habits that you formed that was just like proving to yourself you could do it and I wanted to explain that to my women and over the 12 weeks that we that's what we do is like it doesn't end here I literally just had a call with them yesterday and told them they're they're doing amazing but th guess what like things have come up maybe they've gotten sick I don't know a global pandemic like things are happening and reminding them well guess what it doesn't end here the things you're establishing now are going to continue long term and that's what's beautiful is if you can continue that long term a year from now we can be talking and you're still doing it and you're feeling so good about it and it doesn't feel restrictive you're still feeling like you're living your life and that's the process that I help with my my women and what I do yeah, I love that. And I think that's something that is different than a lot of trainers today, you know, because you were talking about it for those of y'all listening, and I've sneak peeked on Instagram, but you <laughs> know, um, she, it's more than just like giving you like uh, workouts that make sense, but you like deep dive with your clients. So like, you help them understand why you talk about having even more, like it's beyond it really is a lifestyle. You train them in like what morning machines work for you, even outside of working out, you know? Um, and so, cause, so even on your Instagram and even in, in your website and everything, you say health and confidence coach. Mm -hmm. So the confidence coach part, it kind of explained that to me. What does that look like in your business, in your life, on your social media? Yeah. So, um, a lot of times with confidence, women, we find ourselves, <sighs> shying away from doing certain things because we feel like, well, I, I'm not allowed to do that. Even enjoying our lives. Like I've had so many women who will say no to like a beach trip or to taking, being in pictures or anything like that, because they feel like they're not worthy of that yet. They're like, oh, well, I'm not until I reach my goal, not until I've had this after body. And that is a lie. That is something I want people to break up with. So by creating confidence now, um, everyone's different on what that looks like. So if someone is looking in the mirror every day and being very negative towards their body, so picking themselves apart when they look in the mirror, um, comparing themselves when they're on social media with other people, it might be just the first step of body acceptance and looking at yourself and being like, look at all that, that my body does for myself. Like I can walk, I can run, I can go outside, I can breathe, I can eat. And like very, it might seem simple, but being able to first sit in that gratitude of what your body can do for you. So then you're in any time you start to go towards the hateful, negative self-talk, you can shift towards something that you truly can't fight. Like you, it's true. You can breathe, you can walk. So like, yeah. 
opposed to like feeling like beautiful, which that's something you have to work towards is feeling confident in your skin. So that first step of body acceptance is like where we get at. Now, if you're at a point where you're like, well, I'm pretty comfortable in my body, but I, I don't feel comfortable around other people or I don't feel comfortable wearing certain things because I feel like it's not flattering to my body or whatever, like wear it, wear the crop top, like go confident is a hashtag that I use with my clients. And it's doing something that's outside of your comfort zone. And it looks different for everyone. For some people, it might be in a board meeting, speaking up about your idea and not feeling like you have to back down or water it down or say sorry. Like apologizing less is a big one for going confident um, to where you're not constantly apologizing just for freaking existing. Like that's not okay. Um, another one is just like in your body. So um, maybe there's like you haven't been taking care of yourself and so doing some things that are some self-care that are going to make you feel better whether it's with eating eating more whole foods or sleeping better or taking more time for yourself in the morning like all those things lead to you feeling more confident in yourself because you're able to value yourself more you're able to recognize your self-worth and that is the process of finding that confidence and that's what I do oh I love that I love that so for those of you listening if you're interested I'll put her website and everything oh heck yeah um and uh I will let you hear about that just because I that program it just seems so every time I see her when she starts a new like lunch (laughs) cycle or uh, after the 12 weeks um you know it just seems really cool and she invests like she only allows a certain amount of people so she can invest in them personally I think that's really cool is like you really want to invest in the group you know and so I think from a maybe business money-making standpoint, people would say, get as many people as possible. You know, like this is your business, but I love that you kind of even put a cap to how many girls can, or how many people can be each, uh, what's it called per, uh, each like program round, um, because you really want to invest in them, mind, body, and soul. I see. I stole that from your website. (laughs) (laughs) No, you're awesome. You're on it. No, I, um, so with that, I think something that was said, so coming from an entrepreneurial mindset, I want to speak to entrepreneurs here with this. Um, you get to a point where, yeah, you could always make more money. You could always do that. But is that really what your why is that? Is that really what you want to accomplish? Or do you want to make the biggest impact? And there's a different way to make an impact in different people's lives. And so I have a cap for that because people will come on a, um, I interview every single person before. And they, so they, some of them work with me and some of them, I, I tell them another thing they can do instead until they're ready. And that's okay. I have some people in this round that weren't ready last year to do it. And then they came into it with a better mindset. And so, um, I know that, that it's not just me. You have to be able to show up for yourself as well. And so that's a process that I want to make sure, cause you're investing money and you're investing time. Um, and I'm going to be pouring my energy and investing in you as well. And if that's not the right fit for you now, like at this current point, I always have, like I have other options, like my Facebook community. I have my, um, training naked program, which is just helping you get into a routine of working out. Um, and so with that being said, it's like you, as an entrepreneur, like you can always find a different way to serve people in different ways because it is a big financial investment for BCB. Some people can't afford it right then. So what can you do for people that cannot currently afford that? You should be able to help people in a different way. So I've created my business in a way that is able to help people at different levels. Um, even with my program, like if I do feel like someone's ready, guess what? I'm going to make sure that they can make it work for them financially, whether it's like I sign, they do a partial scholarship with me. Um, I've had, I have a limited number of those, but I do that with people. And typically those ones are very invested in themselves. Um, or I'll break things into payment plans because 
I know that that person is going to show up for me. Um, and so recognizing that with the individual and doing, I do it on an individual basis and I have what the price of the program is, but if I need to break it down to make it work for them, I will, because I know that they're going to work for it. So that's just something to think about as an entrepreneur. Yeah. So I'm going to, for, for more things to think about as an entrepreneur, um, we talked about this maybe through tax randomly at some point, but just like how you invest in your business and, um, and how, as it grows, deciding how, what makes sense to invest. So I say that um, with, and I'm not just saying get more clients, but you've talked, you told me about how you actually got a business coach Yep. and um, a, basically people to like mentor you important to you um, or like even, I think you had some like social media person yeah. help in, you invested in I'll tell you everything I've had a lot I spent yeah three- yeah and so what okay how do you know in your business how do you think you know when to make those decisions um and like why did you make those decisions so I'm thinking someone that's starting a business yeah. um because I think it could be overwhelmed well I think if you want to start a business it's your idea one it's like I don't want too many hands in the kitchen yeah. um and then two like I those things could be expensive. How do I know if it's worth it? How do I know to invest? Does that make sense where I'm going with that? Absolutely. So, okay. That, that is a hard question because I know that I'm coming from a space where I don't have kids, where I don't have a lot of expenses, where, um, so it is different for the individual. I know people, I work with different clients, business clients that do things as a side hustle until they transition. Like that's something I did, I was doing when we spoke on my la- the la- your last podcast. I was doing um, the boot camps and I was doing my in person training until I I filled up that boot camp money. So I basically replaced that income. Um, so you figure out what's best for you. I think that it's very important to be clear on your vision and don't just be like, well, I want to start a business and then hire a coach because they want you to come in with a clear vision. Like I want my client my I have a couple business clients and I want them to come in with a clear vision of what they want their business to look like. Can that vision adapt and change? Heck yeah, it should. It absolutely should change with you as you grow. But having some passion behind that is important because um, you're going to have so many ups and downs with your business that if you don't have a passion that's grounding you, if you don't have your why that's keeping you going, you will fail. And it's okay. And I mean, failing and give up completely. Failing through your business is going to happen and it needs to happen. I've failed launching plenty of programs and it helped me learn so much more to where I can have my successful BCB program. So um, as far as when to hire people, there's a couple of different things. So if you get clear on your vision, I do think hiring a business coach just to help you with creating your business. Like I have my setup for like my what my program looks like how to market my program how to launch my program and so a business coach has helped me do that now have I created my own copy and I write everything myself yes but at that point I was helping them keep me focused and so I talked about being laser focused if I did not hire a program during that first three months when I was starting on my own and like I would have gotten scared and I would have quit and I wouldn't have had someone that had been through it helping me through that Mm -hmm. so that's something about going forward and it's worth it it's worth it even if you have to put it on a credit card like that was worth it to me I paid it off that same month the same I think it was the second month of the program I paid it off and then continued to make money so 
um, that's super important as far as that. Now, as far as hiring other services, there's so many things you can do. Um, even Fiverr, like you can go on Fiverr and have someone help you make your logo or things like that. But I think prioritizing those things in a different order. A lot of times we tell ourselves that they're like, oh, well, I have to have a website and I have to have a logo and I have to have um, business cards. And literally like for last year, I had none of those things. <laughs> like I didn't have any of those things and I made more money than I have ever in my entire life. And it's because I created relationships and connections and I, and I was very open and real about my journey so that I could help other people on theirs. And so taking that time to, um, just take messy action. So you've invest in a program, you're going to start, you're going to start growing. And then once you get to a point to where you are scaling, so you're making money, but you're recognizing, oh, I'm still doing all this back end stuff. Like I'm having to write all these emails or follow-ups or scheduling appointments or whatever it is for you. Um, I had to sit down and basically write out, well, what are all the tasks I do throughout the week? And I wrote them out and then I organized them. And then I asked, well, what are things that I'm really, that I know that only I can do and I like, I'm very passionate about. So that's my quote unquote zone of genius. And I figured those things out and I love coaching and I love speaking about my program. I love writing my posts. Like there are people who don't write their posts and they can get the copy covered to each their own, but I really love writing. So I do that. Um, but I hired someone to edit my podcast because I, I don't have time for that. I just don't right now. Um, I hired someone to help me, um, with my email launch. So I have someone who is taking like what the posts I'm writing and repurposing them into my emails. And that's awesome. Um, I hired someone who helps me with like some of the follow-up call. I had hired someone to do my website. I love designing stuff, but guess what? That was going to take a long time if I did that. Mm -hmm. And so recognizing, well, does the cost outweigh the the mm -hmm. different amount? And so I even hired someone to, um, to clean my house for a while when I was getting really busy with business. And I did that. And during the hour, I always made a point of like, when they're cleaning my house, I'm going to make money. And every single time I like made, I made a sale or did something every single time they came to my house because I wanted to prove myself that my time was valuable and I needed to value myself in that way. And so um, I think that's the first important step when it comes to it is like you start to get to a point of where you're scaling. And if you find yourself just treading water where you're not feeling like you're moving the dial forward yeah. in your business with growth, you're having to do all the back end stuff. You're having to write all the things and it's just taking a lot of time. Figure out, well, what is a place that's not my zone of genius that I literally cringe about doing every week and how can I ask someone else to come in and hire them to do something? Yeah. Are you a, are you a business coach as well now too? I, I, um, I don't promote it at all. I just have people that reach out to me and if they're a good fit, then yes, I work with them. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, you know, if this is maybe possibly, I don't know how much time she has, so let me not give, give her <laughs> time away. But I mean, if you're really intrigued by, um, Jago, um, and just have interest, I would definitely, I mean, definitely reach out to her. And, and if it, if it makes sense, maybe y'all can connect. I, I mean, again, yeah, just reach out to connect. Yeah, because seriously, I mean, I think she's doing this so, so well in such a very um, full industry. That's another thing I was going to ask you. Was yeah, there ever me. a fear? Um, you always hear, well, yes. maybe you don't always hear, <laughs> but is there, was there ever a fear just like, I'm about to pop into an industry that everyone is in? And I think, what do you say to those people mm -hmm. who have a passion for something that there's a lot of people already doing that thing. And um, I think, because I think the hard thing now is I think there's a lot of people that have ideas that want to start mm -hmm. things, whether it's a full business or just like a side venture. 
and there's a disconnect or a scare to start because they're like somebody is already doing that and the real reality is like there's there's very few things on this planet right now that someone is not doing and so to like yep. think that you're going to be like the newest idea of all time is just not really realistic anymore mm-hmm. and so how do you like how do you encourage that because your industry is a booming industry. oh oh yeah industry is quote-unquote saturated <laughs> yes saturated and so but there are some people that are like I have a passion for a very saturated industry and mm-hmm. I just like I'm not what what is there about me I'm not good enough. you know so how, how do you encourage those people I'm did you have those thoughts at all or oh yeah every phase of your growth and who you are you're going to have questions and self-doubt but you have to let your passion and your why like quiet all that noise when it comes to going into an industry, every industry, you can make a claim that it's saturated. Every single one. Think about something that you want to do. You could be like, oh, someone else is doing that. But guess what? No one is you. There is no other you out there in this universe. You are the only you out there. Mm -hmm. So if you, instead of worrying about other people, if you focus on yourself and the way that you want to do it, you will rise up. You're going to rise above because most majority of people will go into it they'll have that one self-doubt or see oh someone else is doing exactly what my idea was and then they quit and they don't try again and so instead you can shift and you can change and then the other thing with it is shifting your mindset so i talked about mindset and personal development being so big instead of seeing that someone else was doing something that i was doing and saying well oh they're already doing it I shifted it and said, oh, they're already doing it. And it sounds like the same sentence, but it's not. Because guess what? They are proving that it is possible. They're proving that you can do this. This whole industry of online, anything doing online, like other people who used to sell ads on TV would say, that's crazy. You can't get customers just from a free advertising. You can't get customers just from talking on your Instagram story. Like, yes, you can. And you can make more money than a lot of people who chose the nine to five job. So instead of trying to use it as an excuse of why you shouldn't use it as a reason why you should, does that make sense? No, that I've, I haven't heard it like that, but that makes a lot of sense. And I think that's really encouraging, you know, in, in, as, in like a brief way. And I know you could definitely um, delve into that more, but you know, I think for, I love that you said change kind of the, the attitude of the question, yeah, reframe it, mm-hmm. reframe it because I hadn't really thought about it like that, but just the idea of, Oh, someone's already done it. That's cool. Like I have a person to look up to that know mm-hmm. I can get in that space just like they can. Cause it's, I think it's very easy to go to the negative. You know, I've talked about this a lot on different interviews with people with the podcast. The reason yeah. the podcast has gone like launch, relaunch, launch, relaunch yeah. in my three years of doing it is because I think I get, well, some, I just don't have time, but other, okay. other times I get into seasons of, man, I don't, I will never have that big of a platform as that person, or someone mm-hmm. is literally doing the exact same thing, has the exact mm-hmm. same desire um, and a similar mission to what I want to do. Like what, why are people going to listen to me versus them? You know? Um, and so yeah. and they're already bigger. Well, and they're already makes better. me important. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yes. So I feel that on a very regular basis. So I'm not trying to come on here and act like, oh yeah, I never feel self-doubt. That's bullshit. I have my, if you look at my, sorry, I don't, that's BS. That's okay. Um, <laughs> okay. Um, my podcast uh, during 
COVID, I took a break and then my, my dog passed away and I took a break for a month. And like that, you're human. So it's okay if you need to do that. And I think that couple different things I had to recognize in my own self with my business is I know seasonally that I change and I can't be intricately connected to my business or it will always have the ups and downs. So I need to recognize when they are. So I know patterns and I know certain things of when they're, when they are. Sometimes I don't, but sometimes I do. So in the winter, I know I'm not as productive. I know I don't work as well. I know I struggle with um, seasonal depression. So I try and I move my launches to where I'm done by November. Mm-hmm. I'm not doing anything for November to December. Um, I'm doing something, but not the same type of energy of pouring into yeah. people. Um, same with podcasts. So I, um, I have really, like, you'll have these, this inspiration, right? Of all these ideas and what you want to do and the topic you want to do. Guess what? Follow that ish. Um, get it, get it done as soon as possible. Double up on them. Like in a weekend, like I, I have to do it when my energy is good. When I am in a high, I will plan for when, when it's going to be a rainy day because it will, um, even with, um, I'll tell you my trick right now with Instagram, like last month, I, I didn't post at all. I was really struggling with, with some stuff like my, I, there's, I mean, just everything going on in the world. And and, you know, I know I'm not the only one because I know I'm not the only one, but, um, that not feeling like I can show up, guess what? Like giving yourself grace and permission to do that. And then also, um, there are different things. Like I've taken so many pictures of my food. I've taken so many, um, videos of different things. And like, you can repurpose that stuff. No one knows everything that you've done and use it. And then guess what? I can just chill and not do anything for the day. And that's okay. And it doesn't mean that you're not being authentic. It means you're being real to yourself and being, giving yourself what you need. And so that's what I've done in my business and I highly recommend it. And then with the self-doubt, um, having something. So for me with the podcast, I can relate to that because mine's not, I don't have a big podcast. It's really just a passion project. I love it. Like I truly just love it. Is, Is it huge? No, it hasn't blown up huge, but I've had people message me um one-on-one and tell me that it made a difference for them i've had people send me like write a review i've had them reach out to me and like tell them how much listening to this meant to them and like i save that like i'm not an egomaniac person but i save that for when i am feeling down i call it like a fuzzy folder i do this with all my programs and then i read them and it reminds me of my why i do this with my bcb program too because it takes a lot of energy when i'm doing certain things especially during a launch when i'm not training people but I go back and I read the testimonies. I read people telling me that how it's changed their life and it helps me every single day show up for that. Oh, I love, I love that. I think my favorite part of was also um, just understanding yourself and knowing mm-hmm. how, like kind of how your energy ebbs and flows yeah. and you are energized doing a lot so that when you're maybe not as energized, you have this content or things to do. Cause th- I mean, that is definitely my MO. I, I'm not necessarily consistent by nature, which is here nor there, (laughs) Um, but I get really excited for, for like a good amount of time. And so I think this idea of like, okay, I'm in it right now. Let's just pack, 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 pack. Um, And so I have some, but I I just, I really are repurposing things. Not everyone knows what's happening in the background. I I really like that. I think that's such a good little nugget for people whether yeah. it's a business or whether it's just passion projects that you like is just wow. knowing that we're human. Um, but also I just love the changing of the question piece that you said, mm-hmm. you know, say instead of like, man, someone's already doing that. Be like, someone's already doing that. That's yeah. awesome. 
So that, oh, that makes me, that makes me so happy. Okay. So there's one part, there's one little topic I want to talk on before. And because we can definitely talk for forever. Um, But with everything going on with, um, especially um, there's COVID, but also this, just this social unrest that has blown up um, and injustice. And it's actually really crazy when I went back and listened to your episode. So this was back in 2017. Oh, my oh yeah. Um, uh, you guys, when we, 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 when we recorded me and, uh, Jordan actually had a conversation because she had just gone to a conference that wow. talked a lot about racial reconciliation. And wow. so we, we had had, and some of these nuances and stuff. Um, and I know that her stepdad's African-American and things like that, but some of these just nuances and conversations and had come up in your life way, like a few years ago, you know, yes. <laughs> um, and, um, and so I know personally, this is stuff is not new to you, no. but one of the things recently was just with everything going on, um, you kind of really started speaking about it in ways maybe that you had it on your platform, um, and just how it was going to kind of shift the way you did things, especially in the fitness industry and your business. Um, and y'all obviously we're talking about just everything that happened with, uh, with, people of color specifically black people in this country and everything that's happening that's always been happening but that's now blown up but one of the big things that was really um interesting to me is one of i don't know if it was an insta story um or something and i knew this has happened to a lot of people but i know this is you started talking about this and you lost followers yeah and um and i want to speak on that a little bit of how um i want to speak on that a little bit because as a business owner and as a as a business owner in the industry you work in and and as someone that not relies but like your following on instagram is 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 part of how your business stays marketed and how you get new clients and things like that um just tell us about why you kind of were just like kind of screw it i don't care (laughs) um and and what I'm trying to think of the question I want to ask you, but one, your heart behind that, Mm -hmm. but two, like why that was important to you, because you as a white female, you don't, you didn't have to do that. Um, and you really could have just gone on your merry little way. And honestly, not a lot of people would have said anything to you (laughs) about it, you know? Um, and you could have just kept doing your thing and maybe done things behind the scenes, but not spoke on your platform about it. And you would have probably still had a great following of people. So it really, really didn't have to, but you did. And sorry, sorry, I'm rambling, but can you talk? Um, yes. So I know that's a lot. No, it's, uh, I, like you said, we talked about this three years ago. I've always felt this way, mm-hmm. but here's the thing. Like I could not just sit here and let people act like this is not a big, this is not an issue that, that needed to be, come out. It's been needed to come out. It's been for a long time. The injustices and the way systems are set up. It's not just a few quote unquote, few racist people in the background. Like, no, this is our whole freaking system and it's every single industry. And so my mindset was like, okay, well, the fitness industry has always been this way. It's always been this way. Even the whole weight loss industry has been in a, a, there's, I could go off. I already did a podcast on just the body confidence movement was created by black women, black plus size women. And, um, 
the fact that so many things just get um, put ahead of that. And I basically like, yes, like losing followers, you know what? See ya. Because I will not tolerate like people. This isn't about like me. It's about my, I, I immediately just thought about the clients and the people I work with. And I did not want them to feel like I was going to let this like just pass by me. Like I had a, I have a platform. It might not be huge, but I have a platform. And so I'm going to speak out about this and I'm going to create small steps towards that. And, and I think I wanted something I noticed was like, I did speak out about it. And then I, I saw other people start to speak out. And I actually had a lot of white women reach out to me because I think there's this fear and understandable, but like, they're like, oh, I don't want to ask anyone. I don't want like, you can do your own research. But I did open up and I said, ask me. This was one of the videos I talked about. I said, you can come out and talk, like ask me because um, I don't want to put labor on people who don't like on black women, especially who, oh my gosh, the, like the exhaustion that, that you're already having to deal with on a daily basis plus that. So um, I opened up the plat my, my messages for that and I had a lot of people reach out that they were like afraid of being wrong. There was this fear of like saying something and being wrong and I'm like that is still center centering yourself. So mm -hmm. I think that that's the biggest thing is recognizing that this is not about you. This is not about me. So the reason that I was talking about like wanted to talk more about everything going on that's been going on was that this needed to change and it's not about me just speaking up so it's like oh check her off the list she's good she's not racist or whatever like <laughs> it's about well how can we change this what change can be made and um i think one of your questions was i'm trying to remember all of them <laughs> i know i just <laughs> people listening are like margaret you asked a million questions at once why don't you ask one at a time um no i mean i think i think that hit the point but i think um because i even saw one, I think you posted at one time, someone said, you know, when are you going to start posting about normal, mm -hmm. normal content, you know? And, um, and I, I saw that and I was like, man, like, you know, she's, she's, she's stepped into the arena. Um, they no longer follow me. It's fine. And, <laughs> and, you know, as, as a person, I mean, as a black person, like I know this, I mean, I live this arena and the arena is not fun, you know? Um, and, so, I, I mean, I was just, it was just interesting knowing someone with like a business at stake that you were like, I'm going to yeah. step into um, this arena, which I mean, everyone, everyone should step into, but like seeing a comment like that, I mean, I think you touched on it. I mean, you were just kind of like, I mean, it is what it is. I mean, this is, yeah, this it's is not. But see, you said it really perfectly. You said you live in this arena. So here's the deal. I have the privilege of being able to step into the arena, not waking up in the arena. And you know what I mean? So I think the idea of of I don't even like the idea of being like oh well she's brave or way to go or like a pat on my back I'm not here to get a pat on my back I'm here to make change mm -hmm. and so when it comes to like when I'm going to create like this idea of normal like it's not there it doesn't exist normal doesn't exist in in the world needs to change and so uh, well what can I do in my world what are some changes I can make this is a question you asked me a while I think via text we were talking and and I looked at my business and I was like, well, what can I, how can I do better? And so I've, I've talked with, um, some of my amazing black clients who are so freaking strong and powerful and inspiring. And they've inspired me to make some of the shifts in my business. Um, and just to continue to be inclusive, to continue to make people not feel like they're just like here, but they're a part of the conversation. They're a part of my program. They're a part of all this, even with my, um, so I was planning to host a, a go confident retreat. I call it the go retreat. And it was going to be, um, a beach retreat. And I was really excited about it. However, 
I decided that I wanted to push it off for a year and I wanted to find something else I can do instead. And so something that I'm working towards, I actually haven't announced this publicly, but I've told my clients because I've been discussing if this is a good idea. I'm going to be doing a virtual retreat and I'm going to hire on um, different women who are just because in the fitness industry, it's very whitewashed. So I'm going to bring in different um black women who are going to be talking about mindset and helping with um, meditation. I'm going to bring in with dance classes, boot camps, and speaking on different topics. So basically creating to where the retreat that I was going to have was going to be pretty much focused. I was going to be the only one speaking. I'm shifting it to where I'm not going to be on that platform and it's able to be a virtual retreat that's going to make a difference. And then all of the profits, they're going to get paid, but then all of the profits are going to go towards um different industries. I have a couple different ones that I'm looking towards. I can actually list them to you, but um, they're going to help just make change because I just feel like something needs to change. I don't know what exactly what to do. I'm not always going to make the right decision, but this is where I'm at right now. No. Yeah. I, I like that too. And I think a big part of it is, a, which I think is a lot of what you're working towards is like giving um, people, black people, people of color, a seat at the table and then stepping back. And I think that's really hard for a lot of white people, especially a lot of people in business, because it's like, it's my business. It's my thing. Um, and I work so hard for this and that doesn't negate that you didn't work hard for it, but I think there's just a real reality of white people. Yes. There's a lot of people that work hard, but some people are starting at very different points. So like we may be running at the same pace and jumping over the same, you know, I think of, if I have a fitness mind, I think of like, yeah, I love it. Uh, um, what are they called? The like hurdle, da- huh? The hurdles. Yeah. The hurdle or those, those obstacle, um, competition things. Um, oh, a Spartan, <laughs> like a Spartan race or something. I think about something like that. Like they have all those hurdles, but I think about in life, it's like you start, your, your hurdle start, I mean, yours starts way up here and mine starts yep. way back here. Yep. And we're going to all end up going through the same route and the same hurdles, but I mean, the same route to get to the finish line, but I start way behind and I have, and I may have a few more extra hurdles along the way. And so it doesn't mean that we didn't work hard. We both yeah. didn't work hard. It's just, we're not starting at the same place. So I'm working twice as hard in some ways. And so I think I, I love that I love that idea because I think genuinely, I think what sometimes white people don't understand too is we're not asking to be better than you. We're just, we're just asking for even freaking bare minimum. That's yeah, like bare Don't even get me started. Black lives matter. Like why is that freaking, uh, don't even get me started. Why yeah, is that a big deal? It's just like, we're asking for the minimum to even minimum. be valued. Like, Equality. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like we're not asking for anything else. And I think that's so crazy for people to wrap their mind around. It's like, and so when I hear people, anyways, when I hear people, you know, like say they're unfollowing you or saying all this other stuff, it's just, it makes me think about their mindset. I was like, you, you clearly don't even understand what we're asking. No. And um, it's, I think so much of that is ego driven and them being like people being white people have just not been told that they're like, that their shit doesn't stink. I don't know. It's just, <laughs> it just blows my mind sometimes with, with so many people, um, but like you said, like, it's about having a seat at the table, but then also having a voice at the seat. Um, yeah. That's kind of an issue I've seen. And um, we won't get into too much with religion, but churches, like I've seen them like, oh yeah, we're going to have them. We're going to have someone have a seat at the table. And then guess what? You don't have a voice. Every idea you say gets shot down. We're not going to let you speak up on some of the issues that you might have a really great perspective on. And, and I think you have to recognize that, that 
there is so much value. It's not just like to make it equal. It's like, no, it's going to make things better because Mm -hmm. the perspectives that people are going to bring, the backgrounds that people are going to bring, it's going to make the world so much better. It's just so crazy to me that people don't see that as like an investment in your own business just by doing that shift long term. It's going to be amazing. So don't see it as a business like, oh, well, I'm going to lose business. No, you're going to make long term change in the world. And also it's going to make your business better. You're going to be a better business owner. Yeah. Uh, Jago, I could literally talk to you all day. No, I'm sorry. I went, went long. <laughs> no, I love it. I love everything you have to say. For those of y'all listening, I will tag her in this when this episode comes out, send you to her website, send you to her um, information. And even if you don't do any of her programs just yet, but just following her, she, I mean, she has a lot of great content about just confidence and, um, and in all of this. Um, and so I, I would just highly recommend you just follow her and check her out and, as she's continuing to grow and literally she's someone you could have on the I would have on the podcast anytime <laughs> another three years we'll see where you're at <laughs> you gotta get on mine first and then we'll make it <laughs> yes we didn't really talk about your podcast yet but um yeah, she has a podcast too and so I'll link that too but um thanks so much for coming on um and I will ask this uh I asked this to everyone on the where are they now series right now what are some just I mean, they can be very minimal. You don't have to have them flesh out, but your hopes and dreams for the next five years, that could be personally or in your business. Oh my gosh. I literally just did a journal prompt on that with my, um, with some of my me time. So five years, I, with my business, I'm going to be doing more retreats. I'm going to do at least annual retreats that are going to help women. Um, they're going to be like body positive focused retreats. Um, I'm going to be speaking at more events. I'm really excited about that. Um, my podcast is going to be growing. I'm speaking that out now. Um, and I'm going to be um, hopefully a mama maybe in five years. <laughs> so You need to have a girl. She would have the best. Oh, my gosh. We'll fit mama. <laughs> we'll see. But I appreciate you having me on here. I really, really appreciate it, Margie. Yes. Thanks so much. Thank you so much.